happy campers. Hello. Spike. Chris. And the show is still geeking out. Look at all this. And here we go again. Like we don't know any better by now. We should have learned better by now. But no. He's judging me. He should be. He judges us all. Anyway. So, what it is, Chris. <laughs> what it is. Give give us the overnight report. What's the What's going on at the movie theater overnight? Because this one does like to uh, like to prowl movie theaters in the overnights, eating popcorn off the floor and licking up spilled sodas and stuff. Hey, 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 hey. We're not supposed to be telling everybody. We all have our own kinks. Like so. Kink. Okay. So, how's, well, how's it going, Chris? Well, actually, Sonic the Hedgehog is wiping up over, so far, going to $67 million. Uh, at the box office right there. Oh, that ain't bad. And it is overtaking Morbius, which was not actually a long stretch because mm -hmm. Morbius did not do all that great. What a shock! A vampire who didn't age well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, twenty six and a half million for Friday. It looks like. Latest weekend numbers. That was for last week. Let's see what. I'm looking at Box Office Mojo right now, and it's just showing from uh, up to Friday for some reason. It doesn't have Saturday's numbers yet. But oh well. Anyway, yeah, it looks like Sonic Two is doing pretty well, and we do need. We actually saw Sonic Two, so mm -hmm. we do need to do a review of that. Did you watch the second episode of Moon Knight yet? Yes. Okay, I think I just finished watching it this morning, so we need to do a review of that. You got some newsish stuff to talk about, and uh, so we got stuff to talk about. So let's begin. I do want to talk about something a little bit later on. I don't know if you've got it in your news stuff or not, but uh, Eric Larson. We actually have some comic book related stuff to talk about, but. We'll get to it a little bit later. Let's kick off with our Sonic 2 review. Now, Christopher, as the resident movie geek, you go ahead and you kick us off on Sonic 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and what was it? What was it worth? Is it worth the effort? Sorry. Go right ahead with your, with your bad self. Because I know you were a, a fool, a fool, I said, for Sonic 1. So I was a fool on Sonic One, but the reason why was because one Jim Carrey. Finally, Jim Carrey was going off, going away from his serious arc and bringing back the, you know, Jim Carrey that we all know and love. So I, that's why I wanted to watch the movie. But when I sat down and watched the movie, I was surprised about how good this movie actually really was. It wasn't just Jim Carrey, but it was just the the humor, the 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 background story of the rings, and how they used it, and all that. Really, really was just intriguing to me. So yeah, I for Sonic Two, I couldn't wait to see. And I want to be honest. Uh, I think the only good part about the movie, and honestly. The person that actually stowed the movie, and I can't, I don't know the characters' names, but the whole wedding scene, 
the wedding scene and the sister, she actually stole the show to me. She was the humor of the whole movie. The All the jokes failed completely flat. Like, there was nothing in it that made me go, <laughs> It was more like rolling my eyes type of jokes. But uh, it, it started off really flat to me. Then when it got to the wedding scene, that kind of just like perked up. Like, hey, there's humor here. And then it fell flat again. And Jim Carrey, it didn't seem like he was ad-libbing any. It seemed like he was actually just, I don't know. Even, even Jim Carrey kind of felt flat. But anyway, Sonic, uh, that, I just gave you the whole review, pretty much, of what I thought. Uh, was it a good movie? I mean, it was <coughs> fun. It was fun. And that's pretty much all I can say about it. Uh, you are such a technical wizard, you are. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> like... I did love Idris Alba as uh, <laughs> Knuckles. Knuckles the Achinda, yes. Uh, Knuckles' attitude—he was—he was actually kind of funny, but he had the whole Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy type of humor to him, where it's like he didn't understand certain jokes or things like that. So he had that type of mentality. Uh, Tails was kind of just there. A little annoying, but not annoying enough. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. And also there was like a plot there that I did not also understand too well. <laughs> Some about like, oh, you have these affinity stones that if you put them together and make one big gigantic diamond, it gives you powers. And I know that they tried to explain that, but honestly, it kind of was just, eh, that I just really didn't care. So, yeah, that's my... That's your spin on Yeah. Okay. Well, should I worry about telling spoilers or not? I mean, let's be honest, this is not exactly a block... No, I, you know what? I was going to say, this isn't exactly the blockbuster that you want that people are worried about ruining things for, but this honestly is, I think, after the Batman, this is one of the, the tent poles going heading into summer. Now, usually the summer movie season doesn't start till about Memorial Day. That's about the end of, sometime in May. Yeah. <clears throat> Sonic 2 is a kid's movie. Okay, yes. You take this, and sure enough, there were plenty of kids when we were, we saw this, Saturday afternoon, because we are recording this on Sunday, April 10th, 2022. We saw this on Saturday afternoon, 1.30 at the local theater, the 10th Frame Cinema in Mount Sterling. Make sure you stop by and buy some popcorn from them. They'll love you forever. Anyway, the uh, kids outnumbered adults. Actually, on that showing, probably about two to one. Yeah, but I want to point out, and I don't know how it was for you, the kids actually remained quiet. There was For only, the most part. Yeah. At, at, toward the end of the movie, there was like one baby that was actually crying. But 
That one, I that one needed shot. a diaper change. I know yeah. that. I know that cry. <laughs> but uh, the uh, this is a kids movie. So if you're looking for fantastic character development or anything like that, you're in the wrong movie. The uh, oops. <laughs> the uh, the movie itself just. Uh, Okay, now I've been playing Sonic games since the original Sonic the Hedgehog came out on the Genesis way back in 1990. One, two, can't remember which. Either way, I was there for the first one. And I can see little nods here and there. I can see little touches where they're making references back to certain games in the past, right down to the coffee coffee store being named the, uh, the Mean Bean which was after the criminally underrated uh, Robotnik puzzle game that came out probably about 93. Yeah, I think it was about 93. It was actually pretty good, but it was one of those little match three things that columns would do a lot better. But anyway, the uh, there are nice little touches in there. And the, to be honest, this is a, a junk food movie. Okay, this is not designed to to win friends and influence people. It's designed to entertain, and that's what it does. Now, I understand the first Sonic did a lot better on the character development and wowed everybody because it was one of those... They didn't it was, think it was going to be that good. It was, <laughs> they, nobody thought it would be that good because we were talking about this yesterday. It was like the Lego movie, yeah. okay? Nobody expected anything out of the Lego movie. I mean, it's a movie about Legos. How, how good could it be? And then they knock it out of the park because everybody's low expectations. So when you come back for that second helping, everybody now knows better. Okay? Everybody knows you what your A game is, so you're not winning the blockbuster race anymore. Now you got to... Everybody expects you to pull weight. So that was part of the problem with Sonic 2. And that was part of the problem with... Lego Movie 2, for that matter. Although, Lego Batman is and shall always be the best movie of all time. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> At least the best Batman movie of all time, anyway. So, personally, I like Sonic the Hedgehog. I haven't played any game since Sonic 3, honestly. Now, I take that back. I played Sonic Spinball and... I think Sonic Spinball to Sonic 3. So we're talking about, I haven't played this on any PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, nothing. I haven't even, played, haven't even played Mario and Sonic at the Olympics or anything. So I know nothing about what happened after Knuckles showed up. But, uh, so this wasn't a bad movie. Would I go back and see it again? Eh, no. But it was fun. I'm not the huge Jim Carrey mark that you are. And it is nice to see him acting goofy again because yes. he's taken himself as a serious actor for so long that everybody basically just gave up on him. They didn't think he could, he could bring the funny anymore. But. I want to bring something up that is way beyond all of this, mm. but there has been a lot of talk of retirement. Uh, Jim Carrey actually made a comment saying that this might be his last movie that he was thinking about retiring. And there was another actor that came out and said that he was thinking about retiring. And I'm just, I was just like, 
has Hollywood gotten to that level to where it's like nobody knows what's going on, that the actors has been around forever, that is kind of just going, you know what, I'm kind of done. <laughs> here's, uh, I'm just tired of it. Here's, here's part uh, of the problem, and we talked about getting slappy on last week's episode. Hollywood right now is all about messaging. Okay, yeah. everything is politics in Hollywood. Now. Yeah. Everything is about the message. Everything about, is about diversity and inclusivity and equity. You know, the D-I-E, die. <laughs> Gotta get all the GQBLTs in, man. But anyway, and guess, here's, this is the funny part. All the people who pay the bills in this country are getting tired of having to do all the heavy lifting for all the no-goodniks, the hangers-on, the leeches. Yes, I said the leeches, Hollywood. All the little social justice warriors who expect everybody else to do work so that they can be embracing social justice. Okay, I've, I've said before... On this show, I've said it before on The Chore of Duty, I've said it all over the place. I've said it on Twitter, on Facebook, and in three three different flavors of crackers. I've said this, you cannot run a company with a CEO, a diversity officer, and a janitor. It can't, it doesn't work, okay? <laughs> it does not work. Ask Elon Musk how that worked with Twitter. He was threatening this morning, by the way, to... Uh, turn Twitter headquarters in San Francisco into a homeless shelter. So, <laughs> well, why not? Nobody wants to show up and do any work. They all want to sit there and play social justice. So why not just empty it out and, and at least give the homeless somewhere to go so they won't be taking dumps in public? Sorry, kids, if you're listening for... But anyway... Where in the hell was I? Oh, yeah, it was the Sonic 2 review. On a scale of one to five, let's do the. <laughs> we, the beloved and I, have this little ice cream van that we keep on the kitchen table, and whenever we start talking, we'll start doing laps with the ice cream van when we take turns talking about different things, and then we'll make a note where we started and where we ended, so that way, and the two never meet. So there's no and we usually wind up doing five or six laps every time we have breakfast breakfast together. But anyway. The Sonic 2 review with uh, one being not even for free and five being watch it Saturday night with the with the one one you love. Where would we put Sonic 2? Oh, man. Saturday night. This is this is full price Saturday night with a date. Is it a matinee? Is this a I mean pay-per-view? Is this DVD? Is this Pluto or is it none of the above? This is the confusing thing because where there's not really many good movies to watch right now, and this is kind of just one of those fun, laid back type of movies that you might have fun at. It is a perfect movie for a date. But it falls from just, I don't have nothing to do on a Saturday, so I'll go and watch it to, I'll wait for it to be on television <laughs> to watch it type of, so, I'll give, I'll, 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 I'll give it a four. You give it a four, so I'll it's worth it. a matinee. Yeah. 
Okay, now I don't think this is a date movie unless you're like a public school teacher in California or in Florida where you're screeching about you won't be able to groom the kids anymore. Then, so if you're trying to teach like kindergarten kids about your sexuality, you don't want to be macking at this movie, okay? So, let's just get that out there. Is it worth a matinee? If you have children, yes. They will love the bright colors. The uh, the, the, the god-awful mess of the wedding was a nice touch. It's a distraction. The wedding was like the only thing that I really did love about the movie because it was just so hilarious. And the way she acted throughout the rest of the movie and just like, I'm going to kill somebody type of deal. It was just like, it's actually hilarious. Yeah, you should have should have turned her loose on Eggman. But anyway, so I would give this. If you have kids, I'd give it a four. If because you don't want these kids sugared up at night, so at four. If you do not have children, give it a two. Wait till it turns up on Pluto or Crackle or someplace where you can watch it for free. It ain't worth paying for. It honestly ain't. But it probably falls about in line with what Rotten Tomatoes is saying this weekend for Sonic 2. You can tell this is going to be one of those movies. Now, the with Rotten Tomatoes, you get the critic score, and then you have the audience score. The critics say it's, it's fresh. It's got a 67% as we speak among 120 critics so far. Those are professional ranters there. 2,500 audience vote so far so far and counting their the audience score is at 97 yeah. percent but you can tell the people in the audience who saw this are going with their kids or they just want some nice mindless fun critics hate mindless movies yeah. this is mindless fun also i will also bring up the whole that it made 67 mil uh, yeah, I was about box to talk office, to you which that. is like literally, uh, they're saying is the best adaptation of a movie from a video game ever made. So that's actually pretty wild. Yeah, the the latest numbers I just pulled these up on. Believe it or not, the numbers the numbers.com has Sonic the Hedgehog two now standing at seventy one million dollars for the weekend, and it's, wow. and it's Sunday afternoon. So this is doing pretty well. Morbius has gone, well, they've pretty much fallen off the cliff. A 74% drop-off off last week. They've pulled $10.2 million. They're now standing at a $57 million take. Which, for again, for a movie about a C-list Spider-Man supporting character that doesn't get a whole lot of play and isn't really known outside the comic book industry, that's pretty good. I would still rather wait and see the zombie film if they ever come out with it. Remember Zombie, X-O-M-B-I? No. That's the, that was the one from Milestone Media about the, uh, about the Asian-American nanotechnologist. He, uh, he, he winds up getting grievously injured, but he's created, he's infected with his nanobots, and what they'll do is they'll go out and find something biological to break down and use the components to rebuild him. That's how he killed his wife. <laughs> okay. That that should that would be a much more fun the movie than Morbius, I would think. But hey, 
And Morbius is Morbius is one of those movies that I kind of want to see it just because all the critics are talking smack about it. But I don't honestly don't even know what the uh, what the like the scores are and stuff because I believe beep. I believe that Morbius is pretty much got skewered by the uh, by the critics. There it is. 17% from the critics, 70% from the audiences, which is actually way down from from well, last weekend. But. Well, just face it, okay? I think the reason why audience score got 70% is because it's gotten to that rule factor now that you have to watch a Marvel movie to know what's going to happen in the next Marvel movie. You know? You think that's what it is? I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It's one of those things where it's, you know that there's going to be things in there and you have to like, okay, so this is what's going to happen in the next one and stuff like that. Yeah. So anyway, we, you give it a four, I give it a three out of five. So let's, let's put Sonic 2 to rest right now. Uh, Moon Knight, episode two finally came out this past Wednesday. And right now, and since I'm on Rotten Tomatoes, I went ahead and looked. The, the critic score, I think, actually came up from last week. It's now up to 86% for the critics. It's at 94% on an audience score. Chris, you saw episode two. You are the film geek. You tell us. What's it? What happened? Well, uh, first of all, the first episode, it didn't give you nothing to go on too much, but it just left you hanging to where you're just like, I want more. I don't know what this is, but I want more. Especially someone like me, me who does not know much about Moon Knight. The second episode, it did give more uh, depth of what's going on, but it's one of those things where it's like it's a struggle power to where he's fighting himself and like, oh, he finds out he's married. He finds out he... His whole life has changed now because this other character, this other part of him, has done all these things. And it just gives more detail into all of that and just whole fighting with himself thing. But it still keeps you going like, this is actually really good. So, I have, I have exactly one criticism for, for this week's episode, episode two. Now, episode one impressed me. Episode two mostly impressed me until we get to the fight with the puppy dog in the the invisible puppy dog in the street with the bus. Yeah. When all of a sudden Stephen Grant, okay, Stephen Grant and mercenary Mark Spector, they both they both use the same body. It's Stephen Grant's body. Stephen Grant is a schmuck. He's a schlamozzle. And uh, Mark Spector's the one who can actually fight. So Stephen Grant's in charge of the Moon Knight body, and he's going to fight this invisible dog. Roll with it. And we, boy, did I just feel Deadpool vibes at that moment, right down to the expressions on his eyeballless little face. And oh, wow, I, I didn't think of it. And <laughs> it, it just took me straight out of the episode. I just like, ugh. I mean, I understand having a having 
having a tongue-in-cheek, okay? Of all the people, I understand tongue-in-cheek. I understand keeping a sense of humor. Not the right place for it. But aside from that, and that's just nitpickery, okay? All in all, through the second, through second episode of Moon Knight, this is actually one of the better efforts in Phase 4 of, of Marvel so far. Yeah. This is one of the better efforts. Um, I'm actually looking forward to seeing Episode 3 and see how this turns out. Got uh, two down, four to go. So, let's do the... Uh, you got anything else to say on this before we do the stream? I, I love the whole setting of it, the atmosphere of it, because you can totally tell, yeah, they're shooting this in another country. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like you can totally tell it, and it's like, oh, so Disney literally has or Marvel literally has their own crew working nonstop on this one show, and they're across seas. The way it ought to be. They're so isolated like they're, from all the Nazis. Yeah, they're, they're doing their own thing, and you can totally tell it, and it's like, yes, <laughs> you know? Because I know sometimes writers and directors, they're like, we're working on this show, and then they have to go and work on this show, and this show, and all that. So, yeah, I mean, it's... It's really awesome. I, I like it. So, on the scale of one to five, and one being blow it off, and five, five. is you've got to subscribe for this. This is a five is a killer app, and I would say mm, it's just the killer app the Mandalorian is. Not quite, but it's actually pretty close. Yeah, I would. I, I would wait till all six episodes come out and then pay for a one month subscription yeah, and then true. and then cancel so I can watch the six episodes all at once. <laughs> but uh, which kind of defeats the purpose of stringing them out one episode a week. But eh, I'd rather pay one month than two months for this. But yeah, this would be worth the subscription. I think you would, especially if you haven't seen The Mandalorian yet. Then that this would make a nice month of programming for you this summer. So oh yeah. So, doing pretty well there with Moon Knight. Uh, we were talking about numbers at the box office a little bit earlier. Ambulance came out this past weekend. Did you even know about Ambulance? I saw trailers of it, but I just don't care. $8.7 million, that's enough for fourth place. It just got blown out of the water by everybody. And I'm looking at the Batman. It's six weeks out, and it's just now passing $350 million. That's like, uh, that's kind of slow for a Batman, though, isn't it? I think it's, okay. I mean, I understand we're still kind of in a little bit of paralysis here with it's, the... It's because it's three hours long. Yeah, that's that kind of kills it, but... Because when you have a three-hour movie, you gotta think, you, ha you only have like maybe two screenings of it. Mm-hmm. And that kills how much money it will make in a day, you know? That's true. But the, the odd thing is, it's still on over 3,000 theater screens. So, it's making 4,000... Wait a minute, I'm looking at the wrong one. It's making about $2,000 a screen. Which uh, is right up there with Morbius, actually. It's not too far off the pace of Morbius and uh, Ambulance. Of course, it's nowhere close to Sonic. Sonic's doing over 16000 a screen. So that's that's pretty impressive. And Sonic is like an hour and a half or something. Yes. So, yeah. And then, here's, 
Here's fun. You're coming in at tied for 10th. Selena, the 25th anniversary. Selena, the movie that was done about Selena 25 oh, years ago, yeah. re-released. That one did $402,000. That was good enough for 11th place, pretty much. So, And 1,308 weekends in release. I just like the number there. But any. So, there's that. So we've done our reviews on Moon Knight, yes. Uh, Sonic 2, maybe. What else we got in the news cycle here, Chris? Uh, let's see here. All right, so, <laughs> Will Smith news. Oh, boy. So, they have decided to ban Will Smith for 10 years from any award ceremony. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Any thoughts on that one? <laughs> Say again. Will Smith, they, the Academy has banned Will Smith for 10 years for his outburst, and he's not allowed to attend any uh, award okay. ceremonies. I said this last week. Okay, this is, this is more nonsense. This just shows what Hollywood does. <coughs> Excuse me. If I can remember to edit that out. We'll see. Will Smith. Will Smith needs to do three things. First, he needs to get away from the Church of Scientology. That's enough to get us kicked off YouTube. Second, he needs to get away from his shrew wife as quickly as possible. And at least until he can get to the point where he's back to some sense of stability. And he's not living in constant fear. Because you can see the fear in his eyes. And third, he needs to get away from Hollywood. Will Smith, has, even with all this nonsense over the past couple of weeks, Will Smith has enough cachet. He can take his own studio out of Hollywood and locate anywhere. Atlanta would love to have you. For that matter, most of the, not New York, but most of the other states would love to be able to host Will Smith's studio. Get out of there, Will. For goodness sake, just just get out of there. I'm not even making fun of you anymore. Seriously, I'm worried about your mental health. I'm worried about your physical health. Get out of Hollywood. Get out of L.A. Get out of California. Get out of that woman's clutches. Get yourself healthy. Get yourself back to a good place. And then see if you can go back and rescue Jada. I know you care about her. That's fine. Yeah. But you I'm need to rescue... It's just like they... Just like they teach lifeguards, make sure you know you're in a good position first to save yourself before you try to save somebody else. That's why on Baywatch, they always ran out with runner boards and they didn't just jump out and try to swim to a drowning swimmer. You need that board to keep you afloat while the, the drowning swimmer tries to drown you too. So, so yeah. So, that's, that's what I'm going to say about Wolf Smith. What else we got? Uh, <laughs> Elza Miller. Am I saying his name right? Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Okay. Boy, did he blow it. Oh, man. Uh, so, he has just been fired from WB. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Warner Brothers fired him, and he may even be facing some jail time for threatening a couple that he, apparently he was staying with and threatened to like he was going to kill them and bury them in the backyard or some type mm -hmm. of nonsense. Mm -hmm. So, 
Yes, which means no more flesh. Uh, now, speaking of the flesh, there was rumors saying that the Flash and uh, Fantastic, the new Fantastic Beast movie, was going to be put on hold because of this. But Warner Brothers spoke out and says, "No, it's not going to be. None of these movies are going to be put on hold." And there's already like people saying, "Oh, put uh, that Gustin do from the Flash series." No, and, and, and don't put Grant Gustin him. in there. No, like, there's literally a petition going around. Well, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure they've already done wraps on the Flash movie. Yeah. It's so, in post-production. I'm sure it's pretty much a wrap and they're just waiting for a release date. Yeah, so I, I don't think that it's... I, I think it's way too late for that to happen. And I agree, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. Ezra Miller is a mental dumpster fire. All of Hollywood is... Chris, what have I been saying about Hollywood since we started doing this thing? It's all... It's full of the mentally ill, okay? The high-functioning ones can get jobs in Hollywood. The low-functioning ones take dumps on San Francisco subway <laughs> grates, okay? Oh. Ezra Miller ha is, has always been, and shall always be a raging dumpster fire. DC slash Warner Brothers needs to dump him quickly because... All right, the movies that he's in now are sunk costs might as well release it and try to get a little bit of it back so that your new ceo warner will not behead every single one of you that would be the guy in charge of discovery by the way he's the alpha male on the warner lot now and he's already threatening to uh <laughs> we'll talk about this in a minute but uh he's already threatening to make moves with dc and we'll talk about that but anyway Ezra Miller needs to be removed. Just go ahead, do the sunk cost. Go ahead, release both movies. Get them out there. I don't want Flashpoint. I was talking. We were talking about this yesterday, and I meant to bring it up during the Sonic Two review. Sonic the Hedgehog, the way it, the way it appeared in that move in Sonic Two, that was the Flash, fast, with a smile on his face, always in control. Well, Sonic was not always in control, but he. He tried to keep a good sense of humor about him. He was always trying to be helpful. He was learning as he went. That's that's the Flash, okay? Unfortunately, the TV show started off with that and lost the plot after season one. But <laughs> actually, they just kept repeating the same plot in, after season one. But anyway, it's it's yeah. Just just go ahead, eat your losses. Uh, we can talk about Flashpoint here in a minute too about what's what is and isn't happening there. But, uh, quite frankly, cut Ezra Miller loose, cut Mrs. Johnny Depp loose, too, while you're at it. Amber, Her Amber Heard, Aqua Queen, give her a, a punt off into the distance, too. By the way, I was going to save that one for later. You look, you're welcome. But, <laughs> uh, you want to hear the uh, other news on Go that right one? ahead. Go right ahead. Disney has officially apologized to Johnny Depp. <laughs> I knew that was coming eventually. They, <laughs> Disney really, really wants Johnny Depp back because, guess what? Johnny Depp is a bankable star. Now, here's the thing, okay? Disney has a new CEO, too. I cannot remember his last name for nothing. I know first name's Bob because 
the old one was named Bob Iger, and for the life of me, I still can't think of Bob Chapek, I think, is the new one. He, Bob Chapek, the new CEO of Disney, is like the new CEO at Warner Discovery, okay? He's actually from, that one's from Discovery. They both focus on the numbers, not on the message. In other words, they're populists. They want people to want to see their TV shows, their movies, their comic books. Their, they want them to buy in the merch and stuff. You're not going to buy Amber Heard dolls. Oh, hell no. Okay? There's like maybe, maybe tops 5,000 people in America who will buy an Amber Heard doll because they're all Kool-Aid drinkers. Okay? <laughs> They're all Kool-Aid drinking hippie wannabes who are like, you go, girl, yeah, okay. Now, for the other 334,999,000 of the rest of us, whatever, I can't do math in my head on the fly, <laughs> for the rest of us, we want nothing to do with that. Amber Heard needs to be ejected. Israel Miller needs to be ejected. Over at Disney. They want Johnny Depp back because now suddenly the optics have switched. And here's the other thing. Fans are getting a lot more sophisticated. They know to smell BS now. Okay, People's BS detectors are refining by the day because of people like Bill Maher, people like uh, Tucker Carlson, people like us, just ordinary schmucks who are out there saying, you know this is BS and... Eventually, they catch on. What we need to do, is, what needs to happen over at Disney is get Johnny Depp back into a franchise somewhere. Not another pirate movie right now. Okay, pirate's been done to death. Not the Haunted Mansion. That one didn't go anywhere. Not the Jungle Cruise either. And don't let Johnny Depp pick it. <laughs> Johnny, When Johnny Depp gets to pick his, his projects bad things happen, okay? But steer him into a project. Remember, before Pirates of the Caribbean, Johnny Depp's name was Mud in Hollywood, okay? He got Iron Man when he did Pirates of the Caribbean. It was him and Robert Downey Jr. Those two guys completely rehabbed on the force of one movie and turned into dynamic forces in Hollywood True. because of one movie for each of them, okay? Disney, Bob Chapek needs, needs, needs to make peace with Johnny Depp and get him back on board because they need every bankable star they can get because there is going to, you were saying, we were talking earlier about Jim Carrey wanting to quit. A lot of the established Hollywood guys, the ones who do the heavy lifting and actually pay the bills, are tired of being ramrodded by all these other little know-nothings, these little shiznits running around, the little ankle biters nipping at their heels. Me, 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 justice. Me, 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 racist. Me, 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 xenophobe. Me, 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 GQBOT. Me, 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 whatever. They, these people are going to walk away until Hollywood executives realize that eventually the money for all that blow that they want off the hooker's stomach is going to run out. Okay, so once the money runs out for all the blow, then the Hollywood executives will start waking up, get rid of the ankle biters, and bring back the real stars. 
So what do you got to say to that? Oh, You're yeah. so clever. Well, no, I, I was just going to do like a little segue because you mentioned Jim Carrey. And I yes, have, Jim uh, Carrey. I have what Jim you Carrey. just literally what you just said. Yes, Jim and, Carrey. And another news item I have about Jim Carrey and Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So, ready for this? Yes, go right ahead. Jim Carrey actually uh, said in a, an article saying that... Uh, he would actually be up to do another Ace Ventura movie, but there is one thing. First of all, he wants somebody who actually has the humor <laughs> and is actually passionate about the project before he would do it. He doesn't one. want just some old smoke to just come in and... I've got one. What? Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman, really? Hmm. I mean, think about the, think about how all the nostalgia he was able to mine with with uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. He knows how to do that, and he his dad was one of the was one of the uh, landmarks in Hollywood humor for years. I think he might be able to do it, or all else right. get the or else get the guys from the Lego Movie involved. I can't think of their name right now. Phil something and something something. Oh yeah. But anyway, those two guys yeah. would would do a good job, I think. But I mean, it's 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 funny that you know, like, like Jim Carrey's like literally just like telling the truth. Like it's like, look, I'll do it, but it won't feel right if just somebody who's not familiar with the humor, mm. the 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 the, yeah. the way it I got flows. One, I got you know? one more. Which one? Yeah, one more. One more team that could direct this movie for Jim Carrey. Oh. Keenan Ivory Wayans and Damon Wayans. Oh. <laughs> Get the yes. band back together for yes. one last ride. Yes. Wouldn't that oh, be fun? That I would, mean, neither, oh. of those, neither of them brothers had anything to do with Ace Ventura to begin with, but... They started the whole... They, they were the ones who brought Jim Carrey into the mainstream, yes. and they were the ones who publicized him and made him a star... <laughs> And so I would, I know he would love to do a callback with those oh. two, and and to be honest, Damon Wayans I think would would love to be able to to do that one big blockbuster again. I think all of them just, I mean, I would so go watch it, any and, of it, any and, movie, and just grab grab just... Kim Fields, grab as many of the old old cast yes. as are still hanging in there, oh and just bring them in for and and just go to town on oh. it, just. Just sit there and slap Hollywood around all you want to. I just brought a smile to my face. I was <laughs> just thinking about it, just like ah. even got once. I can even imagine the scene where he busts into like Disney uh, headquarters and they're doing a board meeting or something. He turns around and starts grabbing hold of his butt, starts talking on his butt. Now let's talk about diversity. <laughs> hey, I have these ideas for free, guys. You can you can use them if you want to. But the 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 world is just too too broken and cold and bitter ah, to, for awesome things like that to happen. William anyway. Brothers, seriously, if you're listening, call if you're Jim. Out there, call Jim this. now. Yes, do it. One Jim. last ride. Jim, call Go them. On. I know you've still got the Wayans Brothers na- numbers. Not them Wayans Brothers, the good Wayans Brothers. But anyway. One last ride, yeah. One last ride. What else you got? You got anything else? Because um, I got two stories to go over my show. All right, well, go this will be short. Uh, just to let you know, <laughs> filming of Beverly Hills Cop 4 is on the way. <laughs> See, I told you. I give you ideas, and, and you guys make money off of it. <laughs> As, 
once again, Uncle Juju just pulls right on through and pulls ideas out of his rump left and right and just makes everybody money except himself. Sadly enough. I think we're up to like $4.66 on Anchor right now. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Woohoo. Moving on up. Two. All right, two stories we'll head on out of here. I was going to do a, a chore duty this week, but I'm not up for it right now because we're already 45 minutes into oh. this. Chris, remember, Ike, what happened three years ago when it came to streaming services? I said every studio in Hollywood would want a streaming service, right? Yeah. And they would take all their stuff and put it inside their special little walled gardens and not let anybody else play, right? Yeah. A Nielsen survey, survey came out this week that the Hollywood Porter, Reporter started talking about 46% of all streaming consumers are now feeling overwhelmed by the number of platforms and titles available. They're, they're having a hard time finding things they actually want to watch. As of February, according to Nielsen, there are 817,000 unique program titles, including series, movies, specials, and other programming, now available via streaming services. That's up 26% since the end of 2019. Now, 93% of the, these respondents said that they're not planning on cutting back soon, but it's coming because we've got a recession about to smack us upside the head here shortly. People are not going to be, people are not going to be dropping twenty dollars on a Netflix subscription, and that's where Netflix is going to be pretty much guaranteed by the end of first quarter, 2023. Actually, they already are. If you want to talk about the deluxe plans that they have, where you can actually still share your passwords and stuff. So, that's the idea that, uh, I mean, we've got Disney owns all this stuff. you got Warner and Discovery merging. You've got Sony actually getting into it, because now they own, I think, what is it, Sony now owns Crunchyroll and Funimation, so they own most of the manga, or most of the anime now, most of the anime market, so... It's, it's one of them things. How much saturation are you going to take? Because Hollywood really, really, really wants everybody in America to pay them $150 a month for entertainment. That's why cable bills with all the good channels are now $150 a month. Okay, that's if you get HBO, Showtime, and blah, 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 to keep everybody happy. We're going to be getting to the point, and I probably need to sit down and actually check out like the top 10 streaming services and see how much it would cost for all of them put together. Not even counting like YouTube TV or Hulu Live or anything like that, but just the stream pure streaming services themselves. How much would it cost to subscribe to all 10? Guaranteed, it's, it's going to be closer to 100 than it is 50. Oh, I'll yeah, it will be 50. Yeah, so... It will not be they're, they got greedy, and they're pushing, pushing, pushing. And, of course, the, Hollywood has once again forgotten the number one lesson. People want to be honest. Okay, That's how iTunes put... It wasn't the recording industry that put... Uh, that put uh, BitTorrent into the dirt. It wasn't the lawyers for the recording industry that put uh, that did that. It was, P, it was iTunes that put them... That put BitTorrent down. People wanted to pay a fair price, what they felt was a fair price, for something they wanted. 
And they didn't mind paying the artists, the labels, and all these other guys for music that they liked. And that's why iTunes worked. And then they did the same thing with Netflix. You could have pirated all of these things, all of those videos you saw in, but instead you can pay Netflix 10 bucks a month and watch just about anything you want. Yeah, I'm good with that. But everybody got greedy. Everybody wanted taste, wanted the taste. Everybody wanted, all together now, to snort blow off a hooker's stomach. Everybody <laughs> wanted their taste. Everybody wanted their share. And as a result, if this recession is what I think it's going to be, and it depends on good old Sleepy Joe and what he does, but if, uh, if it's as bad as I think it's going to be, you're going to see a bunch of streaming services crash and burn in 2023 because people are just going to go right back to pirating again. You will see the, re you will see the return probably of not necessarily BitTorrent, but it'll be somebody... Somebody somewhere will start up another torrent site that can't really be tracked that well. So that's that's my call on that one. What do you think, Chris? Have you spent enough money on this crap by now? I think if you're not Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus, if you are like Apple TV, you know something like that, who is not a big gigantic brand like those others mm -hmm. you shouldn't be spending a lot of money on your own tv shows and movies with huge special effects and stuff like that for a small streaming service you well, know what i mean well the thing too is that apple has that cachet and they have a bunch of money and a bunch of loyal customers to whom the money's not really they don't mind spending $2,000 on the new iPhone. That's it. That's who Apple really wants, the people spend $2,000 on the iPhone. And, and they'll be all too happy to, to spend money on that Apple TV thing just because it's Apple. That's what they're counting on. Whether it'll work or not, I don't know. I haven't watched, I haven't watched Netflix at all for, what, two years? Two and a half years? It's been a while. I... I don't even borrow your password for Netflix. I don't even get Netflix gift cards. I haven't watched anything on Netflix since probably season two of Stranger Things. I think that's the last thing I saw on Netflix. <laughs> so anyway, so that's that. One last one, we'll wrap this because we're 50 minutes in. Uh, Eric Larson, he's the guy who created Savage Dragon for Image. He's one of the big mucky mucks at Image Comics. Image Comics was the comic book company started by comic book creators so they could keep a percentage of their ownership and stuff and things. Eric Larson wants Marvel and DC's new generation of heroes to flop and flop hard. The reason why, he wants the real characters back. Listen to this, Chris. I'm going to give you a few quotes from Eric Larson, a few tweets. I want you to see if any of this sounds familiar, okay? For some reason, the conventional wisdom at Marvel and DC is to have new characters assume the identities of old characters. But if I'm a fan of Iron Man, I'm absolutely not buying your crappy new Iron Man. I want it to flop so old Iron Man can return. That sound familiar? And if you're going to reinvent a character from the ground up, listen to this one, why not just create a new character? You've done 90% of the work already. Why not give that character a new name and let the old one continue to exist? 
Does that sound familiar? Somebody around here said that a couple years ago, I think. But Eric Larson goes one step further and says the quiet part out loud. He, he pronounces the silent P. Creators get back-end participation in new characters, but not in reinvented ones. If Ed Brubaker had made the reveal for the Winter Soldier a red herring and instead revealed he was Fred Johnson, he would have had participation in that character. But because he used Bucky Barnes, he got nothing. Because he had nothing to do with the creation of Bucky Barnes. Get it? Huh. The old Blue Beetle and Booster Gold had a great chemistry. I think a lot of people who might have given the new character a chance didn't want to support the book because they hoped it would fail and the older character would come back. The whole mindset of, I'm not going to give these companies my great ideas is self-destructive. If you give them your great ideas anyway and do it in such a way that you don't get a piece of it. And then somebody asks him, so you're a fan of Tony Stark or James Rhodes, depending, not just Iron Man. Yeah, and Eric replies, I'm a fan of the person in the costume as much or more as I am the costume itself. If I'm reading Batman and you introduce a new Batman and kill off the old Batman, don't count on me to keep buying Batman. So, there you go. And then, how did you feel when Alan Scott was ditched for Hal Jordan or, or uh, Jay Garrick for Barry Allen? And Eric replies, first, that was long before I was born. Second, audience turnover at the time was roughly three years, made worse by the huge comic book backlash in the 50s. And third, it's been years since the original versions last appeared. Their titles were long canceled. So there's a huge difference between a company concurrently telling stories with legacy characters while introducing replacement versions and a company reviving long dead concepts. So Eric Larson basically is saying... Exactly what I've been saying for the last three years. If you're going to go to all the trouble of developing and creating and working up a character like Riri Williams, why in the world are you making her Iron Man? Don't make her Iron Man. You made her Iron Heart. Let her go off on her own. Tell good stories with her. Let her develop as she is. Let Tony Stark keep being Iron Man because that's what Iron Man is. He's Tony Stark. But, <laughs> wait a minute. There's one little thing. Eric Larson hints at it here that Stan Lee helped create uh, Tony Stark. Okay. Stan Lee helped create Iron Man. They're two different characters which means Stan Lee's estate gets residuals based on both characters, as well as the artist who helped create him, I think, was Larry Lieber. Although I think Steve Ditko helped some on that one. So they both get, get a taste, but if you change what the character looks like, and they've been doing that to artists for a long, long time, every time you see a, a character's costume change, that means the creator, the artist who created the original costume, gets zero residuals from that point forward until they start using its old design again. That's why they kept changing the Iron Man costume. But if you've got Riri Williams as Iron Man, you don't have to pay Stan Lee a cent. Well, you do have to pay him a cent, but you don't have to give him two cents because, yeah, it's still Iron Man. But tell you what, do away with Iron Man, just call it Ironheart. Hey, there you go. You save all kinds of money. Of course, you're not earning any money because nobody wants to buy that crap. You now have a gay Robin, you now have a gay Superman, you now have 
all kinds of gay characters at DC. Honestly, I don't know if there are any straight people left at DC. Mm, maybe Batman. I think he's probably leaning by by this point. Although they're threatening to replace him too. There's all kinds of things going on, and they're doing the same thing at Marvel. And Eric Larson called him out on it. And that's part of the reason why the entire industry is sucking wind so hard, not just because everybody wants to focus on the message because they're being paid under the table by certain groups and certain individuals to push the message instead of doing their jobs. Ha ha ha. Now, I'm not getting into that because I don't want us kicked off YouTube or Facebook either. <sighs> so it's, it's the... And I've said this for three years, too. The truth will always out, right? The truth is outing now, so so to speak. So what do you think, Chris, if... What do you think of Eric Larson coming out and saying DC and Marvel should fall flat on their faces? I mean, he speaks the truth. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's... it's like, I mean... We've all said it before, like, just make new characters instead of just changing another character just to please everybody else. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, let's change the race, let's change the sex, let's make them gay, let's, I don't know, And that's Whatever. And that, Like just, I said, that's, that's part of the problem, too, is that Everybody wants to sit there and push their message, and they don't care about... They're not hiring storytellers, okay? They're, they're hiring communicators. There's a difference between storytelling and communicating, okay? Communicating is there to just give a message and push it yeah. until you are forced to receive it. A storyteller will sit there and will entertain you, and that's why nobody wants to spend money on TV. Nobody wants to spend money on movies. Nobody wants to spend money on books on comic books, at, in Japan at least is isolated by an entire ocean from this. That's why manga still is successful as it is. And why anime had been successful until the Americans got a hold of it. <laughs> so that's part of the reason, and that's part of the reason why, and nobody's saying this, but that's part of the reason why Korean content is so popular. No Americans involved. It's being imported directly from Korea onto American platforms. The Americans don't have anybody to, quote, interpret or clean it up, end quote. So, so you're getting pure Korean content, which for me is kimchi. I really don't care, but hey, you, you follow your bliss there, Kimasabi. So, I'm done ranting. So, Chris, you got anything else left to cuss about or... Oh, we, we didn't even talk about Elon Musk and Twitter, have we? Oh, no, no. And we're not going to either, because that was what I was going to talk about on the tour of duty, and I'm just not in the mood this week. Maybe next week. We'll see, kids. Although we did mention he was going to convert Twitter headquarters into a homeless shelter, which is... <laughs> God! He put in, I would love to put Elon Musk and Donald Trump back on Twitter and just let them just bounce ideas off of each other. I mean, you know, <laughs> if Elon Musk would, like, take some of his millions and, like, build homeless shelters for the homeless, mm -hmm. I mean, it won't cost him as much as what he would pay to, to build a freaking rocket to go to space. Yeah. 
Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Meanwhile, just now happened, Jake Pospichik is a, Pospiek is a, a guy on Twitter. He's got like 1.7 million followers, big conservative guy. He just got kicked off Twitter because he called Disney a bunch of groomers, just like I do. But I'm not big enough to care about. So here comes Elon Musk's first acid test. We'll, we'll see if he passes it or not. But here's his... Let's see if I can find his <laughs> He's actually selling a t-shirt. The tweet was for a t-shirt he's selling with the Walt Disney logo. And in the in the Walt Disney font, it says boycott groomers. So, And then in the corner, bring ammo. I guarantee that's what cost him the, the thing. So, <laughs> anyway. Chris, anything else before I... Before I continue ranting and raving here. I got nothing. He got nothing. So if you got nothing, we're an hour in. We're going to go ahead and we're going to wrap this. And so if you got nothing, I ain't got nothing. So, Chris, final words. Live smart, dream big. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. And... Talking Jesus Doll, available at TalkingJesusDoll.com. What have you got to say? Follow me. Exactly. As for me, follow me right on out of here, and we'll see you next week here on Geeking Out. See ya! Ta -ra.